0: So if you look at it from the kind of high level, what do we do as a business? We help people hire people, but we we can't just go and create content for these like high ranking keywords, like how to hire people, how to, you know, do this, but what we can do is help people for their specific need.
1: We all strive for more nowadays. More traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis.
2: Before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, AHS. Ahrefs provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part, you can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit slash awt and sign up for free. And now, back to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO. So, I'm your host, George Cassiotis, and today I'm very happy to be joined by Regan McGregor. Regan is an experienced B2B and SaaS marketeer who's passionate about working with startups. He currently leads the marketing team at Vervoy, an AI powered skills testing platform on a mission to make hiring about merit, not background. At Vervoy, Regan focuses on using search to leverage pre-existing demand at scale, combining both paid and organic to build brand awareness and grow the website's organic traffic by more than 700% in 12 months. Uh, that's really impressive. Regan, uh, welcome to the SAS COSO.
0: Thanks for having me, George.
2: So before we get started, as we do uh, with every guest uh, here at the SAS I uh, would love to know some things about your journey so far
0: yeah sure um i guess i i sort of started off in in marketing in a little bit less traditional sense um i always loved computers and and it and stuff um and so my my first job was working like a computer shop where we built websites because that's where people built websites back in the day uh in dreamworks and firework uh, dreamweaver and fireworks um and then for a while there i I didn't really know what i wanted to do i worked in different industries and um and started doing a lot of freelancing um and started sort of building websites for people and and really got like a passion for um actually figuring out how to drive traffic to these websites or these small businesses um especially in e-commerce um it was really exciting to help take you know um these small businesses and stuff online and and um I kind of just grew that from word of mouth um, and then I decided I wanted to do that for like a, as a job. So um, I studied so software development um, and got into like some e-commerce roles and um, and from there realized like actually the marketing side was where I was really passionate and, and grew, grew from there. Worked at some agencies um, and I've more recently been working with startups um, to help them grow there their business and,
2: that, and that's kind of what led me to Vervo. Okay, that's uh, that sounds interesting. And this brings us, I guess, to today. And today, uh, you're leading the marketing efforts at uh, Vervo, who, which is a SaaS company. Um, and uh, could you please, uh, for people who are not aware of the brand, could you please share a couple of things about it, what it does, and who gets the most value out of it?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, Vervo is a, is a AI-powered skills testing platform, which means basically we we help people um, hire at uh, hire the right people with confidence, um, and also hire at scale, um, reducing bias um, and improving people's hiring processes. So um, we kind of have two two sort of key um, key users. We have um, sort of talent acquisition professionals who say um, are looking. You know, they might have like thousands of applicants for one role, and that. They're looking to kind of in, in, improve uh, efficiencies and also at the same time, um, reduce bias and, and it'll give everybody an opportunity um, to show their skills for the job. Uh, and then on the flip side, we also have um, hiring managers like myself who might be hiring a, you know, an SEO manager or some role that they don't know, like a graphic designer or, or, or something like that. And, um, and we've built a lot of pre-built assessments um, through our IO psych team to um, allow people to kind of hire with confidence roles that they might not even know, um, you know the, the skill sets for, but they know at least the right questions to ask and what good looks like. And our um, AI basically um, uses thousands of the data sets of thousands of applicants, as well as the preference of the company to um, basically grade people um, based on how they answered questions um, within our assessments.
2: We will talk about the assessment library, because it's one of the things that I'd like us to discuss, uh, actually. But before that, I'd like to ask something which which is quite of interesting in, in uh, Vervo's case, which is, I guess, as I see it, that in many cases, the terms that you're going after, uh, and I have an example here, may someone could argue uh have dual meanings uh or dual interpretations uh for example remote job boards okay someone who who searching for remote job boards may be someone who is for example um uh, the member of a of an hr team and they are looking remote job boards in order to um Increase the reach of you know their, their job posts, uh, or maybe uh, there may be someone who is actually searching for uh, a job a job seeker okay and i'd like to know how you handle that and how at the end of the day you manage to get people at the door who are the ones you you want to to uh your con to get seen and uh, to visit your website and so on
0: yeah yeah for sure um. It's it's an everyday challenge. It's not something that uh, we have a perfect answer to, or um, yeah, there's no there's no uh, silver bullet here. But I think for us, what we what we do is we kind of ignore the search volume, um, and we we start we start from the journey. We, we try and put ourselves in the shoes of a of a hiring manager, or a talent acquisition expert, and we think about we, our exercise looks at like what, what content would they be looking for? And if it has a dual meaning, we, we try and create it in such a way that it's angled towards them. So when like on that remote hiring job boards, one, it'll probably be like um, to find the best employees or something like that in the title. And so we experiment with, with stuff like that. Um, although that will actually affect our click through, rate. We, we find, um, If we do that, it reduces the bounce rate on the site, people stay longer, people read more content, and we get better quality traffic, which at the end of the day is the thing that we we care about. So um, we kind of take a look at it like that. We also kind of look at the search intent. So we'll take a look at what's what's showing up in the SERPs. If it's obvious that one term, um, because it might be two things that are like very close to each other. And if one term is the term that is showing, you know, job boards like Indeed or or um you know monster or seek or whatever um we'll kind of steer away from going after that term we'll go after the term that has our competitors in or, or seems to have a lens of of hiring manager um, the upside of it too is we find that if we put in our title you know remote job boards to find the best employees to find this you know, we end up getting all these search terms you can't find um, that sort of a a unique, you know, the unique one search, two search kind of search terms and Google's able to go, okay, well, they had the word, um, you know, find employees and hiring and job boards together and and kind of go, oh, well, this is the best result to show. So we see a lot of, like, not provided kind of traffic coming through that's the right type of traffic. Um, Yeah, so our our focus is, is looking at, like, the bottom, more at the bottom of the funnel, like, bounce rate, how, much, how long people are staying on the site, and, and even how how are people converting from that content, and then we're adjusting our kind of strategy accordingly.
2: I like that. I, I remember that we we used to work with with a client. The the company has now been acquired, and we are working with the company that acquired them. But um, back then, we did an article for them, a blog post um, on 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 a specific term, and we knew that this specific term is something that we would like uh, people who creative teams to, to see the, the, the results and hopefully click on it and visit our website. And so what we did is that we added this little thing like for creative teams. Okay. It was a listicle essentially with um, uh, a number of solutions uh, for creative teams and just adding this little thing gives us for the target ter- gave us back then for the target term the first position. And I really think that, you know what, it's not that our con piece was significantly uh, different than what was already out there. But this little thing, this little twist, like, I want you, the creative person, to click on this result, this made the difference and uh, gave us the first position. And up until, I I think I, I looked at it last time yesterday, it still has the first position. You know, even though it's. The, the, the DR is very low compared to the, the other uh, websites on the, on the top 10 and uh, no links whatsoever or active promotion. So I think that what you're saying makes, uh, makes sense um, about, you know, trying to, to target actually the, the person who you want to, to see this and interact with it. At the same time, this helps you, I guess. I'd like to hear from you. Um, eliminate some people from, from that search. Like, you know what? No, if you are looking for uh, a job board to, um, to find a job, like this isn't for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's kind of like the whole second part of, of our SEO strategy is figuring out how to not get people to the site almost, um, how to get the right people and, and not, not the wrong people. Cause, you know, traffic goes up is great, but, um, if it's the wrong sort of traffic, then it's just a vanity metric that, that nobody cares about. So, um, we, we, we try and remain like super, super focused and put aside those, we, we even put aside link opportunities where it can be on the candidate side. Um, cause we don't want to, I guess, confuse Google, confuse our, our readership. Um, what we are and who we're for and, and just about i would say most of our blog titles probably have something to do with um you know this thing for hiring managers for recruiters um you know to find it, it's always the thing and the result um or the audience um it's it's how we sort of do our search and, and it's it's proven to to kind of pay dividend. um
2: I think that this uh, this by itself, this first uh, question and answer by itself is, you know, uh, people got the value. I think the, the episode can end here. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't have to, to continue. But I'd like to continue with uh, something else, which is uh, your assessment library. Um, quite frankly, I didn't know that, you know, you can find something like that online. And uh, I said, when, when I saw it, when I was doing the research for this episode, I said, you know what, this could be like... Uh, useful for us as well uh, because we are in, a, in a, a growth, hyper growth mode and we are hiring actively. Um, but besides that, I would like to know the logic behind it um, and um, how you, you managed to fit in uh, this assessment library into your strategy and any tips that you may have for uh, people who are listening and may be interested in launching you know, uh, similar to these initiatives for their own um, SaaS websites.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, thanks for asking that. I'm really happy to talk about the assessment library for sure. Um, it, it fits in easy because well, I guess when I joined, um, what I what I identified is how can we how can we scale SEO? How can we go beyond just content? And how can we drive people in at the right at the right stages of the funnel? And um, so if you look at it from the kind of high level what do we do as a business? We help people hire people. Um, but we we can't just go and create content for these like high-ranking keywords, like how to hire people, how to, you know, do this. But where what we can do is help people for their specific need. Um, and I say to like uh, the CEO a lot, um, in a lot of the things we do, what we're trying to do is show them that we know them. And so if we can come along and people come to our website and see, well, for starters, the assessment library is actually something that, that exists in the product. Um, and what I wanted to do was figure out, okay, how can we firstly make that an experience that people can can come to um, you know, directly and, and experience the product before getting into the product and actually go, is this the thing for me? Um, and so. I looked around, it's inspired, I mean, a bit by Canva's kind of template library and how they built things out. Um, and a bit of sort of the product um, led SEO stuff that D.O.I. Schwartz talks about. Um, and so, yeah, we, we basically worked backwards and said, okay, this is our product. How can we make that a search experience? Um, and so we we took the, the assessments and we added some content to them. Um, and then we also sort of created a, Landing page that, that explained the product as well um, in depth. So we so sort of started off um, with what is a very product-like experience, um, and then and then kind of had underneath that the the content that kind of explained to people who because at this point they don't know about the product. We're kind of explaining to them this is what Vervo is, this is how it works. Um, so we we started there, and then I guess what I wanted to do was. Um, that led to, okay, um, how can we do this at scale? How can we make it rank? <laughs> how can we get lots of people to come to this assessment library? And, and um, so uh, we actually uh, worked on building those pages quite dynamically. Um, so um, we didn't use any code, but we've sort of through um, some creative WordPress plugins and dynamic um, things, we actually built a lot of the page just by kind of taking the title of the role and writing content um, that was not generic but but was basically answer that question no matter what the role was and um, and then we had some content sort of further up the top that um, was written in a templated form but was written by by humans um, so yeah so that's that's sort of the assessment library and then we, we went okay well now we've got all of these jobs. So basically, the biggest thing is we, we want to rank for every kind of um, job title plus assessment or, or whatever it may be. We went, OK, how can we how can we scale that further up the funnel? So um, we've kind of expanded that in the assessment library where we're also creating sort of landing pages for each skill, landing pages for each category and, and sort of hopefully expanding out our goal is anytime you are kind of looking for a skill plus a role or, or whatever test um, will be the person who who shows up and and it will drive people straight into the product um, yeah and I, I can talk about sort of where we went to from there with our hiring guides and job descriptions if you like
2: yeah I, I would like I would love to know more because I found it really fascinating and also I would like to know from obviously whatever you can serve with us um, like do you see that very often people start their journey because it has, as, as you mentioned, like, I would say that it's very close to the product and the product's capabilities, even though I have never used the product, uh, by the way, but I can only assume. But do you see that people actually start their journey with us from the assessment library, they experience some sort of value um, pre-conversion and then you know, this is the the exact, it sets the stage as to what is going to follow post-conversion inside the product. And I'd like to to know exactly, you know, any findings or any insights that you can share with us uh, with regards to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's a little bit of both. Uh, so there is a lot of people who are not at that stage. We're a very unique and and kind of we're, we're, we're a different product in an, in what is an existing category, but but also could be quite considered quite like a you know old school pre-employment assessments, and, and we're kind of taking in a technology route of that. So there are there are definitely people who um, who are already converted to the idea of skills assessments, and um, those those people are then just trying to make sure. If I rewind a little bit, one one of the biggest kind of. Um, changes in this industry was there was products like um that did a lot of code testing this is very popular in like engineering Um, and people are like okay i can just test engineers and what we're trying to do is show them no you can test all of these roles and so for the people who understand skills testing and understand um how that works the the thing we're just trying to do is show them hey we know you we know your role you can literally come in plug and play and and sign up and that's very successful for the people who are converted but there are people who are not at that stage and if they come in at that stage then then they're not going to have as a grade of experience um, and so what we need to do is is i guess get them earlier with with content that helps them along their journey um before they get to that assessment library
2: and you have a lot of content on your website. You have various sections. Uh, one of them, the assessment library that we have discussed. Another one, you have um, job description templates. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you have feature pages uh, or you know use case pages. I mean, people call them uh, both ways. Uh, and you also have a blog post with, with a lot of content, which is uh, pretty active. And I'd like to know how all these things combined can work in terms of, okay, we know that someone who comes to our blog from a, um, for a more top of the final, let's say, um, term may not be ready yet to take an action, but how do you actually manage to get that person from this first touch with, with you, with Vervo, with the brand to, actually start experiencing some value through the assessment library for example and then move forward um sign up for a free trial or get a demo and actually yeah. start experiencing the value of the product
0: yeah yeah sure um there's, there's a couple of different ways so i guess i might start with with um how we kind of worked backwards from the assessment library so if the assessment library is the bottom of the funnel right like Say that's, you know, that's the people who are converted, they're, they're, they know what skills testing is, and they just want to make sure that their, their role is there. So if we flip that on its head, what's somebody who's like completely unaware, what are they going to start doing? And so what we went and did is, go, okay, let's go to the complete other end of the scale and say, all right, I'm hiring manager. I need to hire a, you know, growth marketer. What's the first thing I might do? You know, maybe I'm a CEO of a startup, I'm going to go to Google, I'm going to search how to hire a growth marketer. And what we've done is created um, these, you know, good comprehensive um, guides on how to hire X role, how to hire you know, X role. From there, we explain um, what does that job do, the definition, how to write it. Um, you know, we, we have a link then to the job description, we have a link um, we're working on, we have a link to sort of interview questions. And then from there, we we uh, have a, how much do you pay this person? And it kind of keeps going down the kind of questions, the logical questions you might ask if you're hiring for that role. Um, and so what we're trying to do there is actually say, okay, well, let's, let's talk to them at the start and through that landing page or, or recruitment guide, we explain to them how we th- see things, how our process um, works. So we say, do this write a job description based on skills um conduct a skills assessment interview to you know um figure out the sort of skills that they didn't perform on to dive into that a bit more um make an offer so on and so forth and so we start at that level and then we go okay well that sort of gets people into into that stage and they start being aware of our brand Um, the next thing you're probably going to do is look for a job description so you're going to go oh okay they told me i should get a job description based on skills or, or, or you might even come to our website but logically the next thing you're going to do you know you need to hire that person you you need a, a job description really they're just dot job ads but people call them job descriptions um so they can post them on social media right but, or, or the job boards and, and start interviewing um for those people and 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 sending them a skills assessment so at that point we've created a bunch of templates based on the skills that are relevant to the assessment um, and people are able to basically then take the next, lo- next logical step once they've done the once they've put the job up and they've got candidates they then come back to verbal and go okay what do i do with them next And they'll know the next thing is send them through a skills assessment um, at which point we have it. We have it ready for them, asking the questions related to the responsibilities and requirements of that role that we have outlined in the job description. So we, we're kind of, each step that they take, we want to be there along their journey. Um, so that's kind of one play. Uh, and then, I mean, if you want to ask any questions on that, otherwise I can go on to that kind of blog. Part.
2: The only one that pops posted- in, to my mind is, do you think that it works tremendously well, as I can only imagine in in Verbo's case, but do you think that this is like replicable, like someone can do it? I'm just wondering, I guess, uh, and sorry for rambling here, but I'm just wondering whether this is something that can be applied in other SaaS categories, you know? And I'm, I'm not sure, I think it works really well in your case, and it makes perfect sense as you break it down. I'm just trying to think of any other examples that this could, could be applied on. Um, but in any case, I guess a question that I have here, um, which is connected to that, I guess, is um, with regards to your keyword research, um, like how do you come up with, with these keywords and how do you understand that this is the logical, Um, you know, like this is what people are going to search for next and not only that, but I know that for that, it seems that if I want to scale this app, I may have to do it in a more, let's say, programmatic way, or I have to create another section, which is going to be my, uh, job description template section. So the first question would be, how does your keyword research process at the beginning of all of this uh, look like? And at the same time, did you treat it like a one-off or is it a dynamic process? You still discover new terms, new angles that you have to go after, you know, as you, as you get to learn your, your customer base and so on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good question. Um, I think it, it was a bit of, there was kind of multiple parts of it. Um, so initially we, we kind of sat down and, and worked out, we, we, we spoke to our team, we tried to get an understanding, we, we tried to get an understanding from sales calls, we, we got an understanding from competitors and, and also sort of non-competitors, people who are competing for maybe the same search terms but not not the same share of wallet and understand what they're doing. Um, and, and then we kind of mapped out what, the, what that process looks like and there's stuff that we haven't done yet that we want to do, but we kind of said, okay, what's the steps? What's the steps to get people here? Um, and from there, it was more about just getting the right terminology. So we knew like, okay, we knew they're gonna look for some recruitment guide, hiring guide, whatever. And we found how to hire this role. We you know, ran that across a bunch of different, um, you know, a bunch of different roles in different categories and established, that was the term. Um, and then we, we grab content from there. We assess sort of what semantically that needed to have. Um, and we, we created a bit of a template. Um, and our goal was to just get something live, not not have something perfect, just kind of answer the most logical questions we thought as part of the process based on our, our keyword research. You know, and we ignored some stuff like we don't try and rank for salary. We rank for how much does it cost to hire? x Um, and the reason is because salary is typically well it's very competitive but it's typically a um, you know it's typically a term that that is associated with the candidates they want to know sort of how much these people like are going to pay or how much i should be asking for this role Um, and so we actually wanted to be really specific and and say okay no we want to get hiring managers with that kind of terminology um yeah so i think like I guess, talking to your team, mapping out your customer journey, speaking to customers, um, understanding the process. And and then I guess it's just a bit of, um, it's, it's just a bit of templatization and kind of logical assumption. Like, well, we know how to hire, we can just put any role there. And it's kind of, gonna. you know, maybe the keyword's not perfect. Sure maybe people are searching for it, like recruitment guide, hiring guide, what is it? So we just kind of went broadly and focused on the one that kind of made the most sense. And, and from there we were able to understand, because the thing is like with a scalable strategy like this, you just got to get the data. You you can't, you can think about it as much as you want, but if you don't have the data, you won't understand um, what to do. And so that's kind of, yeah, the, the way in which we, we went about it, um, I think, yeah, from, from there, like with the, with the, with the templates and the, and that kind of thing, I think we knew we wanted to rank for stuff like how to write a job description and do this kind of stuff, but that stuff's extremely competitive, but what we knew our competitors and, and likewise couldn't do is create hundreds and hundreds of these guides and, and JDs um, at scale. And, and I think it actually what happens is we've created this kind of um, topical relevancy around, say, a job description because people have like Google is looking at it and going, okay, well, they've got a lot of information about job descriptions, but they've also got a lot of information about these roles because we have all of these interconnected um, pieces of content that talk about one particular role and so as we scale it it becomes kind of easier um and, and it's less it doesn't the keyword selection doesn't matter as much because google's kind of giving us the benefit of the doubt um especially with the assessment library like we're going after one term but we we rank for a bunch of stuff we didn't even bother with um but google's just kind of gone. oh that's topically relevant so i'll just kind of like chuck it in there uh,
2: I, one thing that I'd like to ask here is, do you have, trying to, to scale things up um, and create content or pages for a specific section of the website at scale, do you have the fear of duplicate content or is there something that you do as part of your process to ensure that, you know what, um, our content will be unique? Um, how, how do you work this out? I'd like to know.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a really good question. So I guess there's a couple of things to it. We base everything off um, our assessment library. So we have like a, an insane air table, but basically the, the way the process is we've gone, gone through and identified every job role, um, and then we've merged all of the ones that are similar so that was kind of step one of our project. Um, and then we've created an assessment for every job role, prioritizing the ones with the most search volume. So we said, okay, well, the, and, and not because we want people to find them, um, but because we want to basically give people what they want. If more people are, we, we basically think, oh, well, that must mean there's more demand for this role. And then from there, what we do is we basically go through a checklist and say, okay, we've got this thing, this thing, this thing, and this thing. Um, and so that that's kind of the approach. Um, I, On top of that, though, it's only like the content is only, I'd say, 50% templated, and the rest is unique. The stuff that, like in the job description, the kind of blurb and summary and that kind of thing and the headings, they're templated. But the actual roles and responsibilities—they're written by HR um, professionals or, or subject matter experts in in that industry—to make sure that that content is is a not duplicate, but also p actually good and somebody actually wants to use it. Because um, if we just try to use AI content or or kind of you know some like rudimentary stuff, I think we get no traffic to the pages and like it would all be for nothing. So, um, yeah, we, we, we also do it, the, the kind of third part of it is we, we also do it all together. And so the way we approach it is um, the content writer or, or usually they're like an SME, um, they will they will get given the assessment and then they do everything. So they'll write the skills, synopsis, all of that stuff then they'll write the job description, then they'll write the hiring guide or whatever. doesn't matter the order, but but they do it all at the same time for the one role so it's coherent across the whole thing and, and we we pay them like that. We don't get them to do it in, in steps. So that way you're getting all of the interconnected content as well and so the journey isn't broken, but you're making sure the content remains unique and, and remains specific. And we, we don't use our... Our blog content writers for it with like they're doing a completely different job we these people are you know have, have this particular skill and a particular process that they go through so that way it, it's actually good content but then it's we're not too worried about duplicate i will say one bit we do run into is i guess the the issue of like senior x role junior x role that kind of thing um I still haven't figured out the solution to that, uh, except for make the content a bit more unique. But um, I think Google is sort of catching up on that regard to understand, like, what the difference between a senior SEO and a manager and SEO and manager is. Um, but hopefully. No, the, the good thing is, actually, we end up with, like, double results on Google quite often. So it'll be, like, SEO manager, and then underneath it will be senior SEO manager, like, indented. And so people end up with a with both serving sort of the
2: SERP, so it's great anyway. Yeah, that's great, definitely. The thing here with regards to this specific example, you know, like even companies, I don't know, even SEO professionals may not know what's the difference between, a, a, you know, an SEO manager and senior SEO manager, because the thing also is, depending on the company's size, because depending on many different factors, people may have different you know, um, meanings when it comes to what do we mean exactly when we say SEO manager, uh, as opposed to senior SEO manager, um, we are running out of time, but I have one last question for you, uh, which would be, before we go, which would be, um, you are working with us companies for quite a while now. And, uh, you had like very, very good, uh, very impressive results with, with Verbo, and, um, I would like to ask what are your biggest mistakes, if you consider any mistakes that you have done so far, and at the same time, uh, what are the, the learnings that you've got from your journey so far?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know that it's a mistake so much as a, a learning, but, but one, it is a bit of a, I guess one thing I've, I've learned is to, a couple of things. A remain focused is 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 very important like i think as seos and as as growth marketers like we get this kind of great ideas and there's so many things we can do and like i think about it with with like there's more to just the assessment library and stuff and and every day i'm like oh we can do this we can do that we can do this um but actually what What's most important is like remaining focused on scaling out that section rather than having like oh, fifty un, half done um, projects. so focus is is really important. Um, I think that's that's an area where I've yeah I've definitely made some mistakes, um, wasted time on things that that to me were important but actually didn't move the needle. And I guess second to that is you just got to get stuff out there like, especially with this uh, scalable strategy, for example, like where I've made mistakes in the past is spending too much time trying to have the best content, the best articles, the best system, the best that. But what you'll actually find is you just chuck up something that is, if, if, you know, as a perfectionist, most of the things I chuck up that I'm not happy with are, are pretty good. And so like, if you, especially if you're a perfectionist, if you can move past that and just go, okay, I'll just get it up. And then you'll learn so many things. Like I've learned so many things from the, the JD library, for example, around like, um, yes. things I thought were great ideas that are just not just, just didn't work out or, or things that didn't work. Um, and so I think they're, they're kind of two, they're very close related, but if, if you can remain focused and you can just get MVPs of things out, um, then you can start learning and once you do that, you're in a much better situation. I mean, sort of lastly to that too, like in this role and in other roles, I've, I've wasted some time chasing like channels that don't drive results or, or, or will take a lot of effort. If you can't afford to do it properly, then you probably shouldn't do it. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of gone down the realm of like, you know, big brand campaigns and this and that and the other. And and while they definitely can work, um, we're a very small marketing team. We're a startup where we're trying to grow at a rapid pace. Um, if we don't have somebody who can spend that time on that thing, it's it's just not worth it.
2: I think that's a great way to wrap things up. Uh, This whole episode was very insightful and I'm sure that people will find value in it. Uh, Last question before we go, uh, call to action for our listeners. Uh, Where can people find out more about you and Vervo and get in touch if they they like to?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, People can just uh, look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, I can give you the link for the show notes. Uh, Yeah, uh, just Regan McGregor. yeah. Jump on, jump on Vervo. We have a, we have a free trial, 90 days. You can play around with it. You take a look at our assessment library. Um, can hire a role, um, without paying a cent. So, um, jump on there and, and have a go and, um, yeah.
2: That's great. Uh, Rigan, thank you very much for being on the show and, uh, looking forward to the next episode or where we'll have you on, uh, when, you will have to to serve even more uh, exciting uh, results and uh, learnings and insights from your uh, efforts. Thank you very much.
0: Perfect. Thanks, George.
2: Thank you for staying with us until the end. Before you go, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this episode, AHS. AHS provides you with an all-in-one SEO toolset that does everything from rank tracking to backlink analysis, keyword research, and technical audits. The best part. You can now use Ahrefs Webmaster Tools for free to identify and prioritize optimization opportunities for your website, see all the keywords that your web pages are ranking for, take a close look at the websites that link back to and refer you in their content, and analyze other websites to find out what drives their rankings. Visit ahrefscom awt
1: and sign up for free. Another episode of the SAS SEO show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.